And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, William Johnstone stars as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie on the lineup from 1952. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named David must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Kelly Clarkson than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to David. Yeah, we have David on the phone from Norwich, Illinois. Hi, David. Hey, David. Oh, hey, Lisa. Hey, Carl. Did anybody ever tell you guys you've got great names for radio? Yeah, we have great faces for no, radio, No, no. Actually, no. Nobody has ever said that. What makes them great? It, 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 it's just the sound of them. They sound like just like commercially catchy. Yeah. Lisa Wolf, Carl Amari. Yeah, they're short and <laughs> sweet, and they, they pack some punch to them. That's true. Right? Maybe we had to grow into our names Hey, a David, bit. have you <laughs> heard our Radio Rarities podcast yet? Have you listened to that? at all no um this is actually this and listening to those great classic radio club cds ah yes thank you that kind of takes up my time with that and then i don't (laughs) have much time left over because you know i'm married yeah (laughs) Uh, those wives take up time (laughs) well check it out when you get about uh, an extra 40 minutes in your week check out radio rarities it's available wherever podcasts are downloaded just uh, search Radio Rarities. I think you'll love it. All, All right. right. So oh, we're going to we talk go. a little Kelly Clarkson. She yeah. was born April 24th of 1982. So she's turning 41 this year. Yeah. Catching right. up to you, wow. Carl. Doesn't she right? have a talk show? She has a talk she show. She does. Right? Yeah. She's a singer, a songwriter, an author, a television personality. Wow. And she's on The Voice right now. She's a great judge. Yeah, she, she, talk about someone who has no time. Right. <laughs> that would be her. All right. The first question yeah. is for you, David. It's true or false. Kelly okay. won the second American Idol competition in 2003. True or false? Oh. Uh, Did she win? I'll say true. Mm. I'm going to just say false. Darn it. It is false. Darn it. Here it is. So she did win, but she won the first American Idol season. She was the first one? First one in 2002. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not the second. All right. Darn it. Okay. Carl, her debut single, A Moment Like This, became the song of the year. That's false. David. Oh. Yeah, I would say it's probably false. David. 
<laughs> he said false. David, that was wrong. a clue. David. <laughs> We're both wrong? Um, it, it, that is wrong. Oh. It is true. Song of the Year? Song of the Year, oh, a moment like this. Really? Do you know it? It's probably too oh, slow for you. I have no idea. Oh, I could sing it, but I won't. <laughs> yes, please spare us. I won't. David, she wanted to I be I mean, there's a... only one singer in this Hollywood 360 team here. I, and we and all that is... know who that is. All right, we'll leave it, we'll leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're not doing too well here. David, she wanted to be a firefighter before her music career began. Well, you know, that sounds kind of strange enough to be true. Nah, I'm going to say false. (laughs) It's false. She wanted, I just made that one up. She wanted to be a marine biologist. Marine biologist. Yeah, she said she's, right, she stopped pursuing that career because of the movie Jaws. I am, I am like on a roll. I'm like butter. I'm on a roll. All right, let's, let's end that roll. Carl. Yes. Kelly was an extra on the television show, The Wizards of Waverly Place. True. True or false? True. David? Well, so- Carl sounded pretty confident David, that he said it so quick. David, uh, okay, you're not listening false. to me. <laughs> David, I thank you. False. I say it's totally That's, false. It's totally false. And here's for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it is false. She was an extra on a TV show. It was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right, we're getting isn't there, that, David. Wasn't that based on your life? Just the witch part. Just the witch part. I thought it was based on you. Yeah, I'm very witchy. I'll get you, there my you pretty. Go. David, Your in, little two, dog, in 2006, she won a Grammy Award for the song Since You've Been Gone. True or false? I'll say uh, false. I think that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I couldn't oh, help you out on that one. <laughs> Carl, I have three. I have David, three. this isn't your night, but we're still having some fun. This is the final question. Oh, okay. Okay, I've Carl. Got it wrapped up. Carl, yes. in 2016, yes. Kelly Clarkson published a children's book titled Robin River and the Magical Lullaby. True or false? True. David. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say false. Good. It's <laughs> for David. It is false. For Carl. The title is River Rose, not River Robin what? Ri- River Rose. That's her daughter's name. Wow. Not Robin River. So close, though. <laughs> David. David, okay, you caught up a little man, in the oh, end. I'm going gonna, gonna to send you some fun CDs uh, for playing the game. You're awesome, man. Love, I just love when you play the game Yeah, with it's us. great to hear from you, and we'll talk to you soon again. Uh, I love being on with you guys. You guys are the best. We love having Thanks, you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you. When we come back, it's a uh, good crime uh, radio episode of The Lineup. You're going to like that. William uh, Johnstone star, so stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Don't forget, if you'd like to give your pastor a pastor box, or you could also give your small group leader a pastor box, just visit pastorbox.com and use code I Love My Pastor because you'll get $25 off each quarterly shipment. Pastors love it, so go to mypastorbox.com. That's go to pastorbox.com. You will love it, and so will your pastor. 
All right, we're listening to uh, Hollywood 360. I hope you are enjoying the program. We're here live. Mike Costella is our executive producer. My co-host is the vivacious one herself, Lisa Wolf. And um, I'm Carl Amari, and we've been doing this a long time. And apparently we have good names for radio. Yes, we do. I've never heard that before. I think this is like 15 or 16 years we've been on the air. A long, long time. We started in 2009. Yeah. So what is that? I don't know. So that would be like... (laughs) 15 years yes. yeah like 14 years no no like 15 because we yeah. actually did it in 2000 that's right 15 years wow yeah. not bad and we're still doing and we're still like still here i mean kind of like each other yeah so that's and we're pretty still good. picking up radio stations <laughs> all the time we're on a couple hundred stations across the country and we uh we wouldn't be able to do this without our listeners so thank you out there in radio land for listening to our program it's time for the lineup. This was a good police drama. It was set in San Francisco, and the lineup gave audiences a look behind the scenes of a police headquarters. Bill Johnstone starred as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie. Wally Mayer was Sergeant Matt Greb. And uh, Dragnet was a huge hit on NBC. So CBS, Lisa, tried to win some of that Dragnet audience with a series that was kind of like it, the lineup. Elliot Lewis, Mr. Radio himself, was tapped as producer-director. It premiered in 1950. And like Dragnet, the series focused on true crime cases from closed files. Uh, Lieutenant Guthrie and uh, Sergeant Greb solved each weekly case, and the radio series lasted until 1953. It did, and it made a transition to television for six seasons. So very, very popular concept of a like a lineup, you know, where they were looking at, at these people behind a glass and they're like, oh, that's the that's the one right there. Have you yeah? ever done that? I actually was in a lineup oh. once. I was in a lineup oh, once. I didn't even Not, think of that. I was just Did they asked, choose you? Yeah, the police asked me to be in the lineup. I mean, did the person choose you? Yeah, the person chose me. What? Yeah, this is a true story. Did you do it? No, I didn't <laughs> commit the crime. Well, how did you end up in the lineup? It's a long story, but... Basically, I was I was working at a video store. I was like 18 years old, and a police car came by and said, "We need people for a lineup." There was like a, something happened. Would you mind doing it? I said, "Sure." You know, I went there, I got in the lineup, and it was a woman, and she picked me. And the police knew it wasn't me because I was working. You know, so she <laughs> she didn't know what the person really looked That's like. I scary. guess. Yeah, it's a true story. But anyway, wow. I was in a lineup. I actually yeah. meant, did you ever... I think I was the tallest person in that lineup. I highly too, doubt sure. that. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have an episode children, maybe. <laughs> from June 10th, 1952. A really weird name to this show. You ready? Yeah. The Lobdell Poodle Cut Tomato Case. That's the name of the show. Say it three times. Lobdell Poodle <laughs> Cut Tomato Case, starring Bill Johnstone. Here we go. Part one of the lineup. Ladies and gentlemen... We take you now behind the scenes of a police headquarters in a great American city where under the cold, glaring lights will pass before us the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. This is the lineup.
kind of funny to be on this side of the wire, Lieutenant. Yeah, it pays off better, Frankie. Yeah, we find that out. Then we can sit here. Well, it's just routine, Frankie. You used to know most of the junkies in town. Maybe you can tip us. Sure, Lieutenant. Glad to help. Of course, I got a wife and kid now. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, sure. May I have your attention, please? You people out there on the other side of the screen in the audience room, may I have your attention, please? Thank you. My name is Cogger, Sergeant Pete Cogger. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number, their name, and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name. At the end of each line, when I ask for questions or identifications, call out the number. If you're sure or not too sure of the suspect, have him out. The questions I ask these suspects are merely to get a natural tone of voice, so do not pay too much attention to their answers as they often lie. All right, bring on the line. Keep it moving, boys. Over here to the end of the stage. That's right, step it up. Right over here to the end. Now turn, all of you, and face the screen. That's it. Stand still, keep your hands at your sides. When you answer my questions, don't mumble. The people out there on the other side of the screen want to hear you, so talk up. All right, number one, George Ashar, concealed weapons. Step right up there, George. That's it. Where do you live, George? Uh, I ain't got no address. Talk up, George. The park, the park. Before that? Same place. How long you been in town, George? Oh, three or four days. Where'd you come from? Oh, west. Somewhere's west. Where, George? Q. San Quentin, one to ten, armed robbery. Where'd you get the gun, George? What gun? The gun you were carrying when the officers arrested you. Didn't have no gun. They found a 765 Luger automatic in your coat pocket, George. I did? That's right. Where'd you get it? Didn't have no gun. Frankie. No, nothing. All right, slide down, George. Number two, Jeffrey Capstaff, vagrancy. Step right up there, Jeff. That's it. Keep those hands at your sides. <laughs> sure, Lieutenant. Anything you say. Only I ain't no vagrant. Uh, where do you live, Jeff? On West Olive Street, Sergeant. And where on Olive Street? John's Flea Bag. <laughs> oh, I don't know the right name. It's, uh, it's in the 400 block on the north side of the street. But I ain't no vagrant, like I said, Sergeant. Oh, that's so, Jeff? Uh, oh, no, not me, Sergeant. I'm a guy who believes in doing an honest day's work. Another day, another dollar, <laughs> I always say. What were you doing when the officers picked you up, Jeff? I was looking for work. What kind of work? Oh, any kind of a good, honest job. It don't make no difference to me. Gee, deep sea diving, rain making, just any kind of jobs, huh? You were picked up at one in the morning, Jeff. Oh, boy, I was really trying that day. All right. <clears throat> Number three, Gentry Dawson, narcotics. Step right up there, Gentry. That's right, face the screen. Hello, Quinn. I kept more. What's up? Mm -hmm. We finally picked up Louis Silvano. Might be a break on those narcotics robberies. Yeah. Silvano talking? Uh, Not so as you'd notice it. He's dead. Oh, come in, Ben. Sit down. Quine says Louis Silvano's dead, Bill. That's right. We picked him up in a routine accident report. Ran his car into the window of Sable's Market, 11.43 last night. High? Drunk? Just dead. Doc Gorson's making a routine autopsy now. Looks like simple cardiac failure. Boys went over the car. They found these stashed away in the radiator cells. Oh, prescription stuff. Morphine? Heroin? By the time the pushers cut it, it'd be worth maybe, oh, $50,000. Mm. 
And they tried to burn out the numbers. The lab was able to read them. Came from that Adlon pharmacy holdup two weeks ago. Well, that's one we can write off the books. Come in. Well, that's an interesting sight. Two police department notables dealing in narcotics. Who's the shoving and who's the junkie? A friend of yours, Captain. Never saw him before. Uh, you jives leave me cold, gentlemen. A pleasant change, I might add, after two hours under hot lights with the mortal remains of Louis Silvano. And what was it, Doc? Cardiac failure? Well, there was a little help from a 22 slug. Ballistics is checking it now. Uh, how come it didn't turn up earlier? Silvano needed a haircut. Penetration point was behind the right ear, concealed by hair and the earlobe. Any flash burns? No, but the angle says it was fired from inside the car. Well, a muzzle could have been held right against his head. Could he have done it himself, Doc? Not unless he had a third arm in the middle of his back. Well, somebody did the people of the state a good turn. Still homicide, Ben. Your job to get him. Okay. But it's a dirty trick to pull on the guy who did it. Got anything for us, Breaker? Oh, uh, hi. Pete, Silvano Slug? Yeah. Well, uh, here's the dope. It's a Winchester and a Western Semi Spire. Soft nose, 22 short, mm -hmm. 100 grain. Designed for varmint shooting. Yeah, that fits. Or can you tell us anything about the gun that fired it? Well, the rifling marks are cut sharp and clean. Some microscopic metal particles on it that indicate a new or only slightly used barrel. Mm -hmm. The gun is probably new or only test fired. Most likely a target pistol. Anything else? What do you want me to do? Find the killer for you? That'd you help. Come on, Pete. Are you going to check gun registration? Nothing else to do. We'll go back a couple of years. Talk about that needle in a haystack. Nothing else to do. We could hit that sandwich machine. I'm starved. Ben. Yeah? The missing person's got this report in a couple of minutes ago. Maybe it ties in with Sylvain. I see. Clock 10 at 12.04. A woman by the name of Margaret Benson called and said her husband, name of Harry, had been missing for two days, the night before last, anyway. That's the night we picked up Silvano. Yeah, she uh, gave a pretty complete description. Fit Silvano like a glove. I figured you'd better see him. What do you think, Ben? We better visit Margaret Benson. That sounds like um, a full orchestra on that show. Sound like a harp? Yeah. Maybe? I wonder if this was like, yeah, this was a CBS show. Mostly the CBS, you know, late night, uh, you know, shows, crime shows. And they all had an orchestra. They they went all out. I mean, NBC generally did not have an orchestra on too many shows. Mutual was always just an organ. Right. Um, ABC, same thing. Kind of canned music. But CBS went all out. That was, I think that was a full orchestra on this show. Anyway, the lineup, uh, we're listening to a June 10th, 1952 broadcast called Lobdell's Poodle Cut Tomato Case. Am I saying that right? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably never do. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bill Johnstone. You know, if you recognize his, name, his voice, Bill Johnstone, he was the shadow mm -hmm. for a while. He played Lamont Cranston, alias The Shadow, right after Orson Welles left for Hollywood to make Citizen Kane. Mm. When Orson Welles was playing The Shadow in 1937 and 38, and then 
he on an, on another network on CBS did the War of the Worlds. He got a movie contract from RKO, and then he moved to L.A., and so someone had to play the shadow. Bill Johnstone did. If I was around, I would have tried to play. Um, I'm but. sure they would have cast you. All right. More of the lineup after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co Host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. How many of you wish there was a better alternative to the sensationalism and outrageous bias in mainstream media? For more than 65 years, National Review has covered the most important issues and political questions facing the country from a common-sense conservative perspective. And as a longtime reader of National Review... I can honestly say that National Review doesn't fall for political fads or hysteria, and they never do clickbait. Their commentary and opinion journalism is rooted in a love for America and an allegiance to the nation's founding principles. And now National Review is offering Hollywood 360 listeners 60% off of any subscription option, and I would personally recommend their digital membership, NR+. With NR+, you can access all of their content on the website and app, including the digital magazine, and you'll never get locked out of articles by the paywall. Plus, membership includes other perks like reduced ads on the site and my favorite, invitations to monthly calls with NR editors and political leaders. Visit nationalreview.com slash Hollywood to save 60%. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. All right, 60%. Very generous. Make sure you take advantage of that, folks. 60% off offer. Just go to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today. All right, we're listening to The Lineup, a good episode called, you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Lubdol's Pol- uh, <laughs> Hang on a second. Try it again. Ready? Lubdol's Poodle Cut Tomato Case. Lubdol's? Lubdol's. How do you spell that? L-O-B-D-E-L-L. Lubdol. Lob. L-O-B? Lubdol. Would be lob. Lobdol. Lobdol. How about Lobdol? I'll go with that one. <laughs> You're so close, though. <laughs> June 10th, 1952 is the original broadcast date. Here's the conclusion to the lineup. <laughs> We can go right in here. Sit down, won't you? Uh, that's all right, Miss Benson. You're detective? Yes. Uh, I'm Lieutenant Guthrie. This is Sergeant Carger. Carter? Carger. Uh, K-A-R-G-E-R. Sergeant Carger. Thank you. I got into the habit of getting names correctly. 
One has to with so many pupils these days. You're a teacher, Mrs. Benson? Yes, art, music at Tracy High School. I suppose you think I'm a bit foolish calling in about Harry, my husband, as I did. Why should we think that? Well, I suppose I have let my imagination run away with me. After all, he's not even ten hours late, but he did say he'd be back early this morning. Mr. Benson was away? Yes, on a business trip. He's a real estate broker, resort properties. He went north somewhere to make an appraisal on a dude ranch. He expected to be back this morning at the very latest. I see. His name is Harry? Yes, that's right. Does the name Louis Silvano mean anything to you? Louis Silvano? Yes. No, I don't believe so. You sure, Mrs. Benson? Yes, I'm certain. I've never heard it before. Why do you ask? Miss Benson, how long have you been married? Why, it'll be six months Friday. How long had you known Harry Benson before that? Oh, just a couple of weeks. It was what you might call a whirlwind courtship. I met him while I was on a vacation. Lieutenant Guthrie. Yes, Miss Benson? My husband's dead, isn't he? We're not sure. We have some pictures with us. May I see them, please? Pete? Yeah, sure. There they are. Thank you, Sergeant. Yes, that's he. I'm sorry. Lieutenant? Yes? My husband's real name wasn't Harry Benson, was it? No. And that business of his, a real estate broker. He was a criminal, wasn't he? Yes. Was it... Did he meet with a violent death? He was shot, Mrs. Benson. Murdered. I see. I suppose there's something you want me to do, something official. We'd like to take a statement from you at headquarters. Uh, No hurry, though. That's all right. I have no more classes today. I can go with you. If you'll excuse me a moment while I get ready. Well, of course, Miss Benson. Sometimes this is a lousy job. Tomorrow night, the Bing Crosby Show returns from vacation, making the fall parade of stars back to CBS Radio just about complete. Bing's guest will be lovely Jane Wyman. Another big musical event of tomorrow evening will be the arrival of the Doris Day Show, moving in to occupy her new CBS Radio time. Remember, arriving tomorrow night, the Bing Crosby Show and the Doris Day Show. This Margaret uh, Yates, was it? Mm-hmm. Former married name. She was a widow. And a respectable school teacher. Owned her own home in a respectable neighborhood. Made a perfect cover-up. So he married her under the phony of Harry Benson. Swell guy. Yep. But somebody murdered him, Ben. I remember. So? I'll try to get him. Okay. Waldo say, Ben? We've still got a job to do. You gone through the gun registrations? Yeah, just finished. How'd you make out? You ever gone through those things? Looks like everybody in town owns a 22. Well, how about the one we're after? 
I think I got it. Oh, what's the dope? A Colt Woodsman, master target, purchased two days ago from Saunders' gun shop. What makes you think it's the one we're after? It's registered in the name of Margaret Benson. Just a sight. No hurry, Saunders. Try that rack second from the window. I got some new 38s in there. Police positives, officers specials. You'll like them. Hmm. Nice guns, Ben. Saunders carries the best. Yeah, I bought my last one here. Must be eight years ago. Doesn't seem that long, though. Yeah, sometimes it seems twice as long. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that'll do it. Those are real guns, all right. I guarantee a seven-eighths group at 50 feet with any one of them on a term. No, not today, Saunders. We're on a job. Yeah, I knew you would be. You never come in here to buy anything. Just ask questions. Who are you after this time? You sold a Colt Woodsman master target two days ago, remember? No, I don't forget my guns. I'd never believe you were after her, though. After who? That woman who bought it, Mrs. Benson. Real nice lady she was. Then she was the one who bought it. Well, you got it down your registrations, I just told you. Why waste my time, Ask. Anybody with her? No. She bought it alone? What's the matter with you, Sergeant? You're deaf? I said nobody was with him. Did she say why she was buying it? <clears throat> yep. Well, what did she say? Yeah, well, said she wanted to do some hunting. I didn't believe her, though. Why not? Well, she didn't know nothing about hunting or guns. I tried to talk her to another gun. That one's kind of heavy for a woman, 36 and a half ounces. Too heavy. She wouldn't listen to me. Mm, maybe she wanted to give it to somebody as a present. Uh, that's not what she said. Said she wanted it for hunting. <clears throat> Did she, Lieutenant? Looks like it, Saunders. Yes, that's right. You won't find her there. She ain't home. Left about an hour ago. Well, where did she go? Do you know? I didn't get a chance to ask. Probably out of town to visit her daughter, though. Anyway, she took a cab and had some luggage with her. Better call in, Pete. Yeah, sure. You, uh, think Mrs. Benson was going to visit her daughter? Yes. Natalie's her name. From her former marriage to Mr. Yates, that was. Uh -huh. Pretty little thing when she isn't ailing. Hasn't been too well past three or four months, though. Uh, Natalie lives out of town, does she? Oh, no, no. She lives at home with her mother. Only 17, you know. Goes to Tracy High. But she's out of town now. Well, yes, for about ten days now it's been. Visiting relatives somewhere in the east, I understand. I imagine Miss Benson's going to join her, you know. Uh, any idea where in the east? Well, now, Miss Benson never did say... You'd think she'd mention something like that to a good neighbor once in a while, wouldn't you? But she never did say. Oh, Captain Yarlow sent out a pickup on her, Ben. Wants us to come in. Okay. Well, thanks for your trouble. I'm sorry we bothered you. Oh, it wasn't no bother. Don't know that I've been of any help to you, though. It's a principle of mine not to talk about my neighbors to strangers. <laughs>
she blowing town? Looks like it. She does a lot of traveling for a school teacher. Flew to Lexington, Kentucky ten days ago. That was on the 5th. Booked two seats. One in the name of Natalie Benson? Yeah. Who's she? A daughter. Uh, she left her there then. Came back alone on the 12th. Well, that's the day Silvano was shot. Yeah. Who's covering the airport? Quine. You think she'll try for Lexington? I'm pretty sure. The daughter? No, well, that's part of it. What are you thinking, Ben? Well, there are two federal hospitals for narcotic addicts. One's at Fort Worth. The other's at Lexington. You want to relieve Quine? You gave me the job. Thorndike and Marvin Winters report to the reservation desk, please. J.T. Thorndike and Marvin Winters. Yeah, right over there, filling out one of those insurance forms on the machine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She came in about five minutes ago. She's cleared a ticket through to Lexington, Kentucky, in the name of Margaret Yates, flight 201. Floating out gate B, departure times in six minutes. That gives us plenty of time. I'll report you in, Ben. Okay, fine. She's almost through. Uh All right, let's go. Flight 201 for St. Louis, Lourdes, Charleston, and Washington. Now loading at gate B. All aboard, please. Hello, Miss Benson. Why, it's Lieutenant Guthrie and Sergeant Carger. You see, I did remember your name, Sergeant. That's right, Miss Benson. How nice to see you again. Are you down here to meet someone? Well, not exactly. I'm leaving myself for Lexington. Going down to visit my daughter there. Yes, uh, we know. Oh, I don't remember telling you about it. I'm sorry, Miss Benson. We can't let you go on that plane. You can't? Why not? I think we'd better talk about it down at headquarters. Oh, but it's leaving in a few minutes. My daughter's expecting me in the morning. I'm sorry. Is it about my husband's death? That's right. But I told you all I knew about that before. And my, my plane's leaving in, in a minute. I, I can't possibly disappoint my daughter. It's no good, Mrs. Benson. We know about the gun. Do you mind if we go out to the concourse entrance for a few minutes? That'll be okay. Thank you. I'm 45 years of age, Lieutenant. My pupils think of me as an old lady. But I don't feel old. Strange, isn't it, that a woman of 45 can have the same emotions, desires, as as a girl of 20? Needs to be loved, wanted. Yes, ma'am. I had all that once with Natalie's father. I thought after he died that I'd never want it again. I was wrong. It's not enough for a woman to have just a job and a child. It wasn't enough for me. This is the final call for flight 201. For Maybe I asked for too much. Charleston and Washington. I don't know. Now loading at gate B. But when I met him... Final call. That man I knew was Harry Benson. God forgive me. I didn't know what would happen to Natalie. I didn't know. Miss Benson, 
Is she in the federal hospital at Lexington? She's there. I took her there myself. She was a lovely child. I took her to that hospital myself for narcotic addicts. And left her there. The day I came back here, I bought that gun and killed him. She was a lovely child, Natalie. I'm sure she was. The day I came back, I killed him. How can a man do a thing like that? Sell drugs to children. Turn them into what Natalie turned into. Have you ever seen what it does to them, Lieutenant? I've seen them. I saw it in my own home. Saw my own daughter fly at me like a wild animal when I found the things she was using. She clawed at me, shrieked like a wild animal. That's when I learned what he was doing. My husband selling drugs to the children at Tracy High School. To my own daughter. I don't remember actually planning to kill him. But Natalie, she was a lovely child. plane I was going to take, isn't it? The one for Lexington. Yes. That's it. I'd hoped I could take it. To be with her for a little while. To help her. You've both been very kind. I'm ready to go now. Lineup, starring Bill Johnstone as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie with Jack Moyles as Sergeant Pete Carger, was written by Sidney Marshall with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Featured in tonight's cast were Herb Butterfield, Raymond Burr, Howard McNear, Benny Rubin, High Everback, Ted Bliss, Jeanette Nolan, and Virginia Gregg. The lineup is produced and directed by Jaime Del Valle. youthful, full of vigor, and more than slightly unpredictable, try Millie Bronson and Judy Graves, both at this corner tomorrow night. For some of the funniest listening of the week, any week, meet Millie and enjoy Junior Miss, tomorrow night on most of these same stations, presented by CBS Radio. Dan Coverly speaking, this is the CBS Radio Network. That is the lineup with the Lobdell's Puddle. Wait. <laughs>
Lobdell's Poodle Cut Tomato Case, June 10th, 1952. Bill Johnstone starring is heard on CBS. That's hard to say. Yeah, I'm wow. sure that's not right, but we'll go it's, with that. It's close Very enough. Very close. It's close enough. Sure. Hey, if you uh, love these classic radio shows as much as me and Lisa and Mike do, you might want to uh, consider joining our club, the Classic Radio Club. It is, um, it's a fun club to be a part of. You get 10 shows sent to you each and every month on five CDs in a collector case, along with a 12-page booklet that details all of the history on those shows. There's pictures of the movies of the radio stars in there. You can get the CD set sent to you each and every month. Or if you want digital downloads instead of CDs, you can do that too. Join the digital program. It's all at our website. Everything you want to know about the Classic Radio Club is at ClassicRadioClub.com. We'd love it if you join it. We have hundreds and hundreds of your fellow listeners, our members of the club, and we really appreciate our members. We, uh, we also send them the full podcast of Hollywood 360. The full five-hour show is emailed to you uh, every Monday along with Radio Rarities. You get a lot of stuff. You get 34 classic radio shows a month when you join the Classic Radio Club, ClassicRadioClub.com. If you want to call and speak to a live operator, that number is 815-900-7535. Write that number down, 815-900-7535. Learn all about the club at ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, time for this month in music history, Lisa. And we are going back to the 1990s with this song. This is, um, don't tell me, um, Bond Rate. Say it again. Bonnie Rate? Yes. Is it right? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? No, it's Bonnie Rate. Are Raitt. you <laughs> Like, where did that Are come from? Are you kidding me right <laughs> no, now? No, are you kidding me? What's the name of the song? Um, it's funny because you usually know who sings it rather yeah, than the title, right. which is much more difficult. Uh, someone to talk about or something? Yeah, something to talk about. Here it is. So this is from her 1991 album, Luck of the Draw. She won the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Performance. I cannot believe I got that 92. Right. I cannot believe I got that. I can't either. It's a Provagen, I'm telling you. Well, wait till we get to music history, then we'll see how you do. All right. <laughs> Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the heck? What? Huh? huh? What's going All on? All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next hour, it's Big Town, starring Edward G. Robinson. Plus, we're going to play Name That Tune. That's right. It's a great uh, segment because it's all one-hit wonders. One-hit so wonders. So if you know a lot about one-hit wonders, give us a call. 312-642-5600. Caller number six. See you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. 
It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.